0: welcome to she awakened the podcast with your host stormy i'm so grateful that you are here i'm a spiritual mentor deeply devoted to truly living this life to the fullest and helping other women do the same if you're a perfectionist an overachiever a burnt out entrepreneur or just a modern day black sheep sick of the nine-to-five grind and the same old bullshit this podcast is for you Tune in weekly for episodes that will awaken your divine feminine, expand your mind, open your heart, simplify doing the inner work, and empower you to create the soul-led life you're truly here for. It's time to rise into your power, your purpose, and your authenticity. So let's jump in, baby. Hello, my love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. To she awakened a podcast with your host star me uh, uh, uh. okay i don't know what that was but you're welcome thank you for being here thank you for joining me thank you for tuning in to another episode let's just dive right the fuck in let's not fluff around today <laughs> to what we're going to talk about today which is inner wounds and triggers and essentially shadow work I know there's no clickbait shadow work in the title but you know healing understanding your inner wounds and triggers is in lots of ways shadow work so I've seen more and more and more women exploring this and being more accountable more self-aware and I fucking love it like I'm so here for it it is deeply transformational on an individual level but also on a collective level too which is what this world needs more of like I truly believe that 90% of our problems in this world stem from trauma so the thing here which you might have already explored a little bit or you might be new to is to realize like so much of who you are as an adult and how you live as an adult stems from your childhood and today what i want to share with you and help you understand is your inner wounds and your triggers and how this is all connected and how this all plays out and in that is kind of like it's like the map it's like the blueprint to then embody your true authentic highest self by healing and dissolving what stands in the way of that essentially alchemizing those wounds of yours So as a kid, feel free to write some of these things down as well, by the way, this is like almost a mini training sort of podcast. This is stuff that like, look, it's free, but some people pay for this stuff. Like it's that good. It's that, that life-changing. It's kind of a mini training. So as a kid, you have these core needs and every child, every human has these core needs. If these needs are aren't met what happens is it leaves an imprint and that imprint is left in your body it's left in your subconscious mind it's left in your chakras and this imprint is what creates these inner wounds of yours and you can't see it right because it's emotional it's vibrational it's under the surface But this then can manifest as why something triggers you, because someone or something happens and it comes along and pokes, obviously metaphorically, on this inner wound or these inner wounds. And that is why you react instead of intentionally showing up the way that you know that you could or you want to, or maybe you don't even know yet what's possible for you because you're so used to showing up a certain way. For example, being reactive, like being, um, being kind of like raw, right? Like being like really like defensive. That's the word I was trying to find. So I just went with raw. Um, if you're used to being really defensive, really easy, you don't mind going into that like fight response when something triggers you, or when something activates you, or annoys you, or frustrates you, or someone says something that you don't like, like you maybe you haven't yet actually tapped into the part of you that just responds from a place of peace and calm you, you find it really easy and it's just your normal to get worked up really easily and to get really defensive and get angry and get bitter and frustrated when someone does something that, that shits you that pisses you off and that the thing the thing with these inner wounds and with essentially the traumas that you have experienced, is that unhealed trauma can manifest as a personality trait where you're like this is just who I am I'm a defensive person or I'm not a very emotional person oh but I'm not very touchy feely like I don't like don't don't touch me (laughs) I don't like contact I don't really like hugs like not really not really here for it or I'm just a perfectionist it's just it's just who I am I'm just a people pleaser it's who I am like No, (laughs) it's actually a lot of the time just your unhealed trauma, but it manifests as a personality trait. And it's kind of like um, one of my mentors shared this, where it's kind of like, imagine that you grow up your whole life with an air con on. You've never lived without an air conditioner on, but then one day someone turns it off and then you're like, oh, oh shit like that was my normal and I thought that was the normal but the air conditioner is actually like it's it's different it's kind of like a stimulation it's it's not normal really it's it's created it's not natural oh (laughs) and you get a sense of what is actually natural and so healing these inner wounds is kind of like that where you grow up with an air conditioner on and because you've never experienced life without the air conditioner, you don't know that there is anything different. Let's just take being a people pleaser. You don't know that that's what you're doing sometimes because you've never experienced life any differently. And so you believe that that's just who you are and that's just how it is. Or maybe it's like, um, you know, money related, where which is linking back to safety and security and I'm, I haven't forgotten that I haven't actually shared with you the, the, the core needs I'm going to get into that in a second but let's say that you you grow up in the air conditioner you know the the low buzzing sound and feeling that's always there is this fear around money but because you've grown up with this fear around money your parents always feared money your parents always talked about how there wasn't enough money or they stressed about bills or whatever it is. you don't know what it's like to not have that and so you're so accustomed to it that you don't create that because you don't actually know that that's possible. Maybe perhaps on some logical level, you know it's possible. You see other people with money without the fear, right? You see it's possible, but it's like, yeah, but that's not possible for me. And so a lot of this, this, this work, this shadow work is about turning off that air conditioner and actually finding what gets to be your normal which is essentially like homeostasis coming back into what's natural into equilibrium within your mind your body and and your soul so the i hope that resonated i hope that makes sense <laughs> the core needs that you have as that you had as a kid which still play out and affect you today as an adult are first up is safety and security you absolutely need to feel safe and secure when you are growing up because obviously your survival depends on your safety it's a core cool need if you're not safe then that means that you might die and obviously sometimes that's not always true just because there isn't necessarily a whole abundance of money just because your parents they didn't feel super safe growing up doesn't mean that you're going to die but to the mind To subconscious brain if you don't feel safe then that means there's a threat to your survival and so that's why it's super important as a kid if you don't have someone to take care of you to keep you safe then you don't have the ability to do it yourself you don't have the ability to feed yourself to clothe yourself to house yourself when you're fucking three months old even up to you know 10 years old more than that right and this this isn't just about being alive. This this is, this is not just about whether you're alive or whether you're dead, kind of safe. This is about security. This is about feeling safe, even just to feel your emotions, feeling safe to express yourself, feeling safe from your parents, where you know they 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 cuddle you, they emotionally support you, they make you feel secure to. to 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 express yourself to be yourself and that that links into money that links into your home life as well feeling safe in your own home and for example like these needs not being met might look like even just having parents who argue who fight who bicker and as like this was my experience as a kid when my parents did this a lot and so I was always unconsciously Sometimes consciously, but a lot of the time just subconsciously, scared that my parents were going to divorce, and in my head, divorce was deeply unsafe. They're gonna leave. One of them's gonna leave me. I don't know where that's gonna leave. Like where that's physically gonna leave me, and that's gonna be the end of the world. To like five year old me, that was the end of the world. And so I was constantly on edge, constantly on edge, waiting for my parents to divorce, which is really fucking sad, and they're still together, mind you. Um. But I picked up on a lot I picked up on a of a lot and so I never felt secure in their relationship and yeah we pick up on a lot pick up on a lot as the kids and so it could be related to money for example where you pick up again on your parents relationship with money is there enough money are the bills paid how do they relate to money if they don't feel safe around money guarantee that you picked up on that yourself and so therefore either do or do not feel safe around money Um, it could be you know a violation of your safety could be physical it could be being in harm's way it could have been being left physically maybe intentionally or unintentionally it could have been um, related to your body you know if you experienced any like physical or sexual abuse as a kid which unfortunately has happened to a lot of people then that make there makes you feel like you're not safe within your own body within your own being within your own self or if you try to communicate and express yourself and you know be emotional but you're told to stop crying to get over it essentially like it's not welcome these emotions of yours aren't welcome here or these thoughts like aren't welcome like shut up that can create this imprint of it's not safe for me to express myself, for me to be myself. And so there's lots and lots and lots of examples, right? Could, there's, there's so many, and all of us are going to have different experiences here, but that's, that's safety and security. It's a core need, absolute core need, and it links into the root chakra as well. And from my experience in my own life, my own healing, my own manifestation journey, and when I work with clients and when I just kind of observe people as well. This core need is at, is at the center of a lot of, a lot of the stress, a lot of the fear, a lot of the anxiety that a lot of people in this world experience. Like I really deeply feel that myself and see that it's big. It's really big. So then the other, one of the other core needs is to feel loved. It's to be loved and to feel good enough to feel worthy of that love. And this links into survival because, you know, as a kid, if someone doesn't love you, then that threatens your survival. Because if there isn't that love to take care of you, and if you were abandoned, or if you were harmed, or if you were, you know, any number of things happened because there wasn't that love, then that threatens your survival. You might not make it, and that's the survival sense but then there's also the deeper sense of of feeling like you matter of feeling like you're important feeling like you're good enough for love feeling feeling validated feeling worthy feeling cherished like that's a very human need and if that need wasn't met by your caregivers or by your parents in particular then again that leaves an imprint of I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of the kind of love that I want. I'm not worthy of attention. I'm not worthy of emotional support. I'm not worthy of, you know, being treated well, whatever it could be. Knowing that no matter, the thing with all of these needs is that no matter what your childhood experience was, no matter how good to you or not good to your parents were, no matter how much they tried to love you, to feed you, to nurture you, to support you, every single one of us is going to have some of these needs unmet at certain times and so this is relevant to everyone in some capacity or another on some spectrum see it as it's a spectrum so that's that's the need for to be loved the need to to feel good enough and feel worthy of love and then the other two are feeling seen authentically and then feeling heard authentically so likening it to in your organic natural form feeling like it was safe for you to show up that way versus if that need wasn't met it's like okay I'm only seen when I'm being a good girl when I'm achieving good grades when I'm doing my chores when I'm maybe in the spotlight even when I have attention like that's that's that need being met but It's not because you learn that the only way to to meet that need is for you to be seen a certain way, for you to please. And this is where a lot of the people pleasing tendencies can develop because you learn that that is how you are loved. That is how you feel safe. That is how you feel seen. That is how you feel heard. And this really comes back to the conditioning that you experienced, the experience that you had. And feeling heard is, is super similar, right? Let's just take your emotions for example. Like, did you feel like you could openly express your inner thoughts and how you felt? Did you feel like you could cry openly? Because a lot of the time, um, a lot of our experiences was was not feeling safe too. Like for me, I was always called a pork chop when I cried. It was like, are you gonna pork? Are you done pork chopping? Like, sort of just like get over it, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Or my father was like had zero capacity to handle my emotions. So I never felt heard with him because that, there was no honest and open communication. It, it just didn't exist. It, it was not received. There was absolutely no level of, of being able to do that. And who you learn to be in the pursuit of meeting these needs is what shapes your adulthood, your life, until you intentionally go back and heal. So you might find yourself now here today being like, hmm, the question I have for you is like, where are you chasing? Because wherever you are chasing something, it is because one of these needs is unmet. I just got goosebumps feeling how big this is. If you chase money, it's because your need for safety and security hasn't been met. And so your inner child has been running the show, trying so hard to find and meet that need of safety and security or if you're chasing and seeking love this core need of feeling loved feeling good enough and worthy of that love probably wasn't met and so you're trying to do what you can to fill that hole is, is sort of how it feels it's like this this gaping hole inside of us and this is what leads to this this unfulfillment, this never enoughness, this cycle of always seeking something outside of us. And this is also what causes you to numb and band-aid, whether that's in a relationship because you'd rather be with someone even though you know they're not your person than be alone because it doesn't feel safe or you'd have to, you would have to face this fear and this wound of not feeling safe and not feeling good enough not feeling loved if you were alone, which is why being single is so fucking empowering. I loved being single because it meant that I got to give myself a chance to heal these parts of myself so that then I could enter a relationship really fucking embodied in who I actually am, not just putting all of my shit into a relationship and asking someone else to come and fix it, right? Like, do you see how this starts to play out? Can you link back some of these dots? And so the last thing here to understand is that the thing with these wounds that then become imprints is that essentially we're talking about trauma. Trauma being a massive spectrum that is a part of the human experience. Trauma is a part of the human condition. Every single human experiences trauma as a kid, as an adult, in particular as a kid, because your brain is still forming, because you rely so much on your parents because your nervous system which you know is really intricately linked into your sense of into your fear response which is awoken activated when you experience trauma trauma is not the event trauma is is how it felt within you trauma is your response and so so much of of your nervous system you actually feed and co-regulate with a parent with your parents so, so much of this, you know, it really does come back to childhood, but you can still have these needs not be met and still have core imprints be made after childhood when you're an adult, in, especially in teenage years, or if you had significant relationships or significant traumas that happened as an adult. But so, understanding that trauma is a massive spectrum. You've got little t trauma, like, you know, being, like being called names, being ignored, feeling abandoned, being made fun of. Um, you, and then you've got bigger trauma, obviously, like physical, emotional, sexual abuse, um, seeing someone you love die, you know, etc. But the thing with trauma is that there's there's two different types of trauma. There's more, but we're going to talk about two different types of trauma here. One being acute trauma, and one being developmental trauma. Acute trauma is when an imprint, for example, you have this core need. Let's say it's for safety, safety and security. You've got this core need. And the acute trauma happens where it's like one singular thing happens. One singular event happens. So that could be, for example, being physically abused or sexually abused. And so in that moment, there's this this large event, this one singular event that happens that's traumatic, where your need for safety and security isn't met. But it's a one-time sort of thing. You're going to feel the effects of that, or you're going to suppress it and run from it, until you intentionally heal it but it's one time and this is this is a smaller percentage than developmental trauma the thing to realize is that pretty well every single human experiences developmental trauma not everyone experiences acute trauma and acute trauma is what we kind of know trauma to be where it's like the big things and there can be stigma around it. And then you're like, no, I had a happy childhood. If, if you're in that box if I had a happy childhood, I don't have any trauma, that was me. Or you may know, and you may have already been healing acute trauma that you've experienced. And so on the other, you know, the other part of trauma there is developmental trauma, which is, it has to happen over a period of a year, but it develops, right? It could be big things as well, but a lot of the time it's also just small things like for example constantly hearing and then feeling scared when you listen to your parents or you, your parents directly spoke to you about money fears money stress not being enough or if you had a parent who liked to vent to you who liked to dump all of their stuff onto you and their problems onto you and you kind of became the parent in some ways all right it's developmental um, being bullied at school or being bullied um, in a way that was, you know, emotionally abusive, even by a family member, over time where it's consistent, that's developmental. Um, having your emotions constantly be kind of pushed to the side and ignored, that's developmental trauma to a kid. And so, these needs, the core people who are responsible for meeting these needs are your parents when you are a child, when you are a kid growing up, and. These needs can also be unmet by other significant people. You know, teachers growing up in in school, you still have this need to be seen and to be heard. You still have a need to feel safe. Um, You know, relationships, like if you have a romantic relationship with someone, this need can also go into them, right? Like you have the need, a lot of it's formed by your parents, but also by other significant people as well. But the thing to realize is, this is where some real self-awareness and self-accountability comes in. Except for when you're in the ages where you cannot physically co-regulate, sorry, you cannot physically regulate yourself, and so therefore you need parents to help you co-regulate, it isn't anyone else's job to make you feel seen, to make you feel heard, to make you feel loved, to make you feel safe, not as an adult, not as an adult. As a kid, yeah. Yeah, your parents really do. They brought you into this world, and your parents or caregivers' role is, is to help you do that. A lot of parents have no fucking idea how to do that <laughs> because no one taught them how to, because their parents neglected their needs. And so they learn okay, that their, their air conditioner's on, and they're like, this is how you parent. You, you do it like this, and they pass that down to you. And this is where becoming a generational cycle breaker is a big part of the work to be like okay let me see the cycle passed down to me of being emotionally unavailable therefore not meeting the needs of feeling safe you know safe within yourself to be emotional safe to be seen and heard in your emotional states like whatever it could be and this is where you get to have compassion for your parents like i'm not by any means asking you or telling you to, to to get the shit to your parents obviously this is everyone's different I have no idea, you know, what your parents were like, whether they did their best or whether you know they didn't. But the the thing here is to rise above just blaming anyone else, having responsibility for your life, for your traumas, for your inner wounds, and having compassion as well. Yes, being willing to actively see where people have done wrong by you, but also having compassion and being like, okay, why might that have been the case? Who did they learn to be? And so, therefore, how did they teach me? You know, what was their conditioning? So that that's the conditioning they passed down to me. Bringing compassion, bringing in a deeper lens of understanding, and this can really help actually support your relationship with your parents. This is this has deeply transformed my own relationship with with my parents and allowed me to connect with them so much more and heal the resentment that I was holding in particular in certain ways where my needs weren't met and now I see it and I'm like you don't you don't know how to meet your own needs I can't I I can't possibly expect you to meet my needs and this is where like if we're talking about with friendships and with romantic relationships this is where shadow work is so powerful because you get to stop expecting someone else expecting them to meet your needs to make you feel safe and make you feel loved and make you feel seen and make you feel heard from this place of like lack you stop expecting them to do it for you and you instead create that within yourself and then raise the bar so the standard is I do this within myself my only standard for a partner is that they meet me there of course they do like that's the standard that's the bare minimum But it's not like, I need you to do it for me. It's like, I'm good within myself. I've healed these wounds. I feel safe within myself. I see myself. I hear myself. I love myself. And fuck yes, I want you to do it as well. Because it's okay to want to feel safe from a partner. It's okay to want to feel safe with money and to want that externally. Like, fuck yeah, of course you do. Like, we want that. But not from a place of lack. From a place of wholeness. And healing shadow work helps you find wholeness within yourself yeah so that's a lot and I want you to just go and absorb absorb all of this take what resonates leave what doesn't and start to start to explore and have a look at how this might be playing out for you if you want to do shadow work deeper there are a few things that I would suggest I have a shadow work masterclass that I'll make sure is linked in the show notes and if you are in my sisterhood then you can have it for 50% off so that brings the price to 111 Aussie dollars so this was a 90 minute masterclass all about shadow work and triggers and you're in a child inner wounds and there's also I can't remember how many pages but also lots and lots and lots of journal prompts in a workbook for you as well I also have my sisterhood membership so on that note for $22 a month you can come and join my sisterhood membership where each month we gather for a call and then there's journal prompts and there's a a group chat where we connect throughout the whole month as well and the focus of this is we do shadow work healing we manifest we basically just tap into the divine feminine and to your authentic self and into courage so it's just a a space for you to come and really rise into your power and do so alongside other like-minded women as well or if you want to go deeper and there is there is a real difference here, right? Like the real fucking leap commitment to yourself, fuck yes, I'm all the way in, would be applying to work with me one-on-one. So one-on-one mentorship is a space where I deeply guide a lot of this healing work. And it's not just to focus on healing, we focus on living. Like how do you want to live? Who do you want to be? And then doing this work along the way, because that is what really supports you to be able to do that to be able to show up to your fullest to awaken your divine feminine to awaken these parts of yourself and let your authentic your authentic self and your courage really come and fucking shine so if you want to be supported in doing this work if you don't want to do it by yourself if you love me if you resonate with you know with what I put out into the world with my energy or with my journey then I would love to connect with you and invite you into a one-on-one space with me. You can head to the link in the show notes to apply or you can just reach out to me on Instagram as well. So I have typically three months or six months together for a really deep transformation. But if you're looking for something a little bit gentler, a little bit less time together, then we can also just create a special container for you. So that could be four weeks or you can also just book in for a one-off one-on-one call as well so that is the ways you can come and join my world i hope that this episode really resonated with you i hope to see you entering one of my spaces whether that's my community or a one-on-one container with me and make sure that you're following the new instagram page for she awakened as well which is separate to my normal storm journey instagram page so that will be again linked in the show notes That's it for me have an amazing beautiful rest of the day you incredible incredible woman making brave brave choices looking at yourself with more clarity you should be proud of yourself just for being right here lots of love and I'll connect with you on the next episode